a random encounter at a broadcasting facility, a shared interest and love of all things Marvel, Excelsior, a misinterpreted program title, and behold, a podcast is born. Peter Melnick, podcaster and comic book enthusiast, and Eddie Wilson, upstate New York radio announcer, still with an inordinate amount of catching up to do. Peter! What are you doing? Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelists. Welcome, everyone, to The Marvelists, the Marvel Universe podcast. I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. And before we get into the usual rigmarole and introducing our special co-host on this episode, we want to tell you all at home how you can get hold of us on them, our social medias. But first, before the special 3-3-3-fer, let's hear the credits. Before we... Yeah. Oh, man. Sorry, I went in autopilot mode. I kind of like discounted that for a split second, but damn. Good job, Eddie. We now return you to our Peter Melnick already in progress. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at The Marvelists. You can find us individually on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Peter Melnick. I'm also on TikTok at Peter Melnick, but better. It's in one T, one but. Well, yeah. You can all. I don't, I don't know how to respond to that sometimes. You can find Eddie Wilson on a four of social media platforms as long as that number is two. Huh. Yeah. Facebook page and Instagram at Eddie9193. You can also support the show at patreon.com slash The Marvelists. And for as little as $3 a month to as much as... Or what what amount is that, Eddie? A lot. Exactly. Uh, you can get premium access to our program, meaning... For $3 a month, you get early access to our show, 24 hours usually before it hits the main feed. So depending, like this won't be one of those. This is going to be as soon as possible. Yeah, not a feed like a Cookie Monster thing. That's just num, 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 num. Yeah, okay. Sorry. It's all good. You can also get for $5 and up everything from the previous tier. Also, by the way, $3 tier gets you our undying love and gratitude. Can't put a price on that, but we did. Those things are kind of hard to come by, but, you know, here we are. Exactly. $5 and up, like I said, gets you Fantastic Voyage, our exploration of the Stan Lee and Jack Kirby run of the Fantastic Four. This month we're doing episode number, or issue number 12, talking about the first time the ever-loving blue-eyed thing meets the ever-hating green-hued Hulk. And that episode, by the way, is going to be featuring special guest... uh, Al, your pal. Ewing. He is the writer of The Immortal Hulk, and by the way... Coming to a close. It is coming to a close, but also uh, we did an interview with him, and it's going to be dropping real soon. He's actually going to be doing Venom soon. Mm-mm. Hooray! He's got a few things going. Yeah, he's got he's got a lot of stuff, which is he's keeping busy, especially in these times. Hell yeah, good job. Mm-hmm. Also, in that $5 tier, you get a new program called... You haven't read that? What? What? That's the name of the program. Why are we talking this randomly? Oh, oh, not- oh, it's the name of the show. Yes. That's the feature. That's the program. You haven't read that. A show in which Eddie Wilson explores comics that he's never read. First episode, we're talking about Batman The Dark Knight Returns. He's never read it until that episode dropped. It's going to be a bi-monthly series, so it gives him time to read the books because there are some that will be a number of issues, such as our, uh, I believe, August episode, which is going to be... The Watchmen. Well, Watchmen, not The Watchmen. They're not like, you know, they're, it's like Ramones. They're not The Ramones. They're Ramones. What about Hooters? Honk, um, honk. Yeah, honk. They, yeah, there's no The. I'm looking at the t-shirt. They uh, like The, frame. but, you know, when they first started. Anyway. Just a mini aside of you know, the uh, Office O Eddie. 
I love the fact that, well, the studio, oh, Eddie, I love that you have a Hooters t-shirt framed in like a vinyl or a record uh, sleeve uh, case. It's cool. It is. It's, it's, and it's such a random thing to have. It's framed. a sweatshirt and it doesn't fit anymore too, so. It's still cool as hell. But anyway, those are some cool Hooters, Eddie. Thank you. Like I was saying, uh, that gets you also for $8 the ability to guest host the show or pick a topic of your choosing. Hooray! And so forth. It's almost like a topping on your ice cream. Exactly. But, but you know, and then, about the mess. Finally. Or the calories. Well, oh, and I also forgot how to get a hold of our show on so, or our pl- streaming platforms, but we'll get to that after I do this next one. Support the show by buying our Dad Joke Immune t-shirt, because God willing, if you've made it this far, you are in fact Dad Joke Immune. Amen. Go to belowthecollar.com slash... Uh, marvelists. Also, stream this show any which way you can, on available on all iOS and Android devices. So, meaning, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify... And the new and one. iHeartRadio, yes. which apparently is the number one podcasting app. Never knew that, but yep. eh, whatever. Good yep. enough. But... If you want to be able to listen to all sorts of radio programs and the Marvelists, guess what? That's the app for you. Wow. Wow. All, well, sorry, this isn't Mischievous Musings, but... <laughs> it could be. It certainly... Well, no, it could Voices be. sound the same. I mean, a little. But... <laughs> Speak for yeah, yourself. Yeah, those two guys sound really the same. You sound like that Eddie Wilson guy. Can't have one without the other. Yeah. Anyway, Peter, so what... <laughs> Inside Joke Theater. Gentlemen... We are talking today about Black Widow. But let's introduce our special co-host for this. Matt Cascone is returning to the program. Matt, good morning as we record today on Saturday, July 10th. Happy birthday also, by the way, I'm sorry, Matt, to to Mitch Terrificon Halleck. Matt. Yes, I'm here. Good morning, Peter. Good morning, Eddie. That was uh, quite an intro. I, I was... I you had a time that you had a birthday did during it. Between, did you breathe at all? <laughs> um, yeah, or we edit that out, you know, that kind of thing. Usually, yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> no, no, it was it was good. It was good. I was just like, wow, these guys are on a roll. We we uh, we like to make it into an event, you know. It, that that's our end game. Every single episode, just the culmination of my bullshit. It's the build up, like like bile. I don't know, <laughs> sir. Sounds well, good. I'll try and keep up. So speaking of long waits, Long Island, where he's coming from. Also, long waits. We've been waiting long for. Long Island. We've been waiting for this movie since the last movie that we saw in theaters, which was Spider-Man: Far From Home. Almost two years later. Actually, no, it was two years later since the last Marvel movie, and then this came out. And got to tell you, I had a fun experience. I got to go see this in 3D at my local theater, and. For the entire time, when you go to the movies, they'll have like the little preview thing, the like the regular trailers. But prefacing that, they'll have the whole, "All right, guys, here's some movie trivia and a bunch of trailers for TV shows." Even though we're at a movie theater, so watch this. Screen's black the entire time, and we're wondering. And then all of a sudden, the movie's supposed to start at five. We're still sitting there, ten minutes later, and I got to be that theater hero, where I get up, <laughs> and I go. And then I come back in, and the guy comes and says, hey, everybody, just to let you know, the movie will be starting. And everyone clapped, but in my selfish head, I was thinking, yeah, I am the theater hero. Thank you for clapping, ladies and gentlemen. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I eventually did get to watch the movie, just a heads up, everyone. You and the rest of the theater. Exactly. I saw it in 3D uh, on Thursday night, and by the way, this was my first 3D movie in X amount of years because of everything, but got to actually see it because I have glasses now. 
And it's fun, fun, cool. quick story for me. Uh, back, way back, geez, when would this have been? 2011, me and my buddies went to go see the first Captain America movie. And we got there a little bit early. We're waiting outside the theater on the second floor. And this, there's a couple other people waiting there, too. And the guy comes up, one of the guys that works there, and he's like, they apparently they had 3D glasses, but they had run out. So they came back up, gave them the 3D glasses, the other people. And they're like, you're here to see Captain America as well, right? And I'm like, yeah, even though we were just there to see the regular version, but not the 3D. <laughs> but we, I didn't say we were there for the 3D, so he gave us the 3D glasses. We, this, is, this is 2011, before preferred seating. So we just went and we watched the... Uh, the 3D version. So now, Matt, how did you meet Frank Miller? That's a story for another day, isn't it? Oh God, yes, yes, <laughs> definitely another day. That's a fun run. Yeah, yes. yeah, that was a fun time. <laughs> you were not happy with. I me. most certainly totally was. Worth it. Luckily for all of us, that was when I was slightly less fat, so I was able to run. But I digress. Sure do. Now, in regards to everything going on with this movie, uh, just first off. Each Matt, you saw the movie through Disney Plus, correct? Correct. Yeah, I've actually got it going on in the background right now, just for chizness and giggles. I saw, like I said, I saw the movie in 3D. Eddie saw it as of this recording the day before in theater, but because we, you know, we have a joint Disney Plus account, please, Mickey Mouse, don't get mad at us. But we split the cost, so (laughs) (laughs) it's a war crime, Mick. (laughs) But. But in regards to everything with this, there's all these different ways of streaming it. All you know, three, three D, two D, or the theater or the uh, Disney Plus. Uh, this is a movie that, like I said, has been not just we've been waiting two years for this, just two years for a entry into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it's taken eleven years for Scar- Scarlett Johansson. To be able to have a movie, a solo movie, and a lot of people were wondering, why is that? And because, apparently, some guy there by the name of Ike Perlmutter is no longer at Marvel and Disney, and he was one of the people that was heavily pushing against a Black Widow movie. No one cares about that. What's wrong with him? What's his problem? Mm. Meanwhile, since her first appearance, Eddie, you saw that. You were like, why isn't she getting a movie? Am I right? Pretty much. You know, it's it's one of the characters that, at the outset, you, the general non-comic let's say but interested person didn't know about this character and now have come to really care about and want to know all right now where's where's the movie what's what's going on and like absolutely like i said this character you know did not get a movie until after she friggin' died <laughs> which is like really you're gonna do it now well not not quite in the plans but i'm trying to even remember what the release i thought there was a may 1st release date yeah, maybe this, in normal times this, like last year yeah. for for free comic book day that weekend all that kind of stuff this was the i i always call every uh, may marvel movie the free comic book day movie yeah right <laughs> because it's that weekend you know you're going to see that you're going to go get your free funny books and then you go home mm-hmm. and you're just like wow i got free comic books and entertainment that i paid for it's that's a good deal yeah i was about to say it sounds like a good deal to me you know very very happy they finally did a movie uh for her i would say totally like, Mary, I'm sorry, I'm at a loss for words right now. I think definitely she's a, she's worth having a standalone movie. I would I would love to see a Black Widow and Hawkeye movie, but um, you know that's that's a conversation for another day or maybe a, another tangent or 
we can definitely edit some of this out. I'll, we'll, we'll go no, over it. No, no, that's fine. I, in fact, that reminds me of something at the very, very end, which I would yeah. like to bring up when we get there. Well, Oh, yeah, we'll definitely get to that. Um, that what was the, the after credit scene, for yep. sure. Definitely have some thoughts on that. And one of the... Th- and by the way, I love also... I think we brought you on... We brought you back on before for uh, one of the Falcon and Winter Soldier episodes, right? Uh, yes. I, I don't. I think it might have been the third episode. It's, it's when it's when um uh what's the new Captain America's name again? Uh, John. John Walker. John Walker. Thank you. I, all I could think of was John Carter, and I'm like, no, that's definitely. Not He's right. a warlord of Mars, anyway. Yeah. Ah, I didn't see that one. Um. But yeah, yeah, it's like John Walker's just kind of like acting like a buffoon. But I believe. Wait, no, stop. But what would you want to? Yeah, you brought me on for that one. I believe I brought you on for that also because it was the debut of Julia Louis Dreyfus, and again, you're coming on for another thing involving Julia Louis Dreyfus. So, as being a big Seinfeld fan, love Elaine. Elaine. Can we insert some Seinfeld music? Very likely we will. <laughs> but So now we have that done. Okay. I, I want the uh, Seinfeld dubstep remix. I have not heard that. Just imagine I, that. Have you heard of a Wale? I know we're really going off uh, tangent here, but I'll, the Wale mixtape about nothing? Yes, I have heard oh that actually. Oh my God, so good. But in regards to this movie, like I said, you know, it's been so long in the making and... I'm just really glad it finally happened, but this was also, for a lot of people, not myself, but other people, the return to the theater. And absolutely, this is, some people were just like, you know, friend of the show, Jeremy Bagley, remarked, you know, it's a sense of normalcy coming back to us. Um, overall, you know, because this was not my return to a theater, I didn't have that big emotional feel to it like other people would because again I've been seeing other movies like I know you know I'm sorry I'm seeing other movies as opposed you know other people ha 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 that joke sucked but playing the field as it were my, the outfield <laughs> good band thank you I agree uh, but in regards to that I, you know my first movie back was Nobody starring Bob Odenkirk and I'm sitting in the theater wearing a face mask and I'm like oh this kind of sucks but the movie's good but yeah just that that sense of normalcy returning in these trying times, you know? Well, just the opening collage... What a great way of uh, segueing back in. (laughs) No, I'm I'm, I'm agreeing with getting back to it and experiencing it in the theater, in that large room, surround sound, whatever the audio-technical terms might be for what they're doing, but just the opening scene where you see the collage of characters within the letters Marvel and seeing that whole musical opening, I felt good about when we got to start with, I guess, WandaVision and and see that and go, oh, wow, I missed this in the I, theater. You say that. I had a bigger f- connection with that than I did the actual at the going to the movies, to be honest. Yeah. It I was just, to say to the, than the actual movie. It was going to be like, damn, well, you, you really were not impressed, huh? It's, no, it's part of the whole experience. But it's like, yeah, this is this is how it should be. I'm saying like, this is good. So the grin widened on my face. That's cool. At the like, beginning. Again, for me, I didn't have that connection for that, but when WandaVision happened, seeing that again, I was like, oh, crap, yep. it's happening I've again. Missed I missed this. this. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, like, I guess because I'm so accustomed to seeing the Marvel Studios logo, you know, the little uh, fanfare thing with the TV shows, you know, it completely blew over me. But, like, then seeing it back in, I think, uh, December with WandaVision, just damn. I, I missed the uh, – call me a cynic, but I, I missed the old one with the um, 
you know, just the comic book panel. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you want, you want to see it again, you can go to things such as Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, where that's going to show up. Really? They're not? Oh, oh yeah, because, yeah, they're not. Because those don't count. Yeah. Well, you know what, Matt, to that point real quick, that is really cool also. And and I, I don't think one displaces or replaces the other, but... You would also get the the personalization. I'm going to say of, of a pan pizza. The movie that you would. Are you hungry already? Yeah. Okay. You'd get the personalization, as it were, of the actual movie you were about to see, and seeing the comic panels flipping fast of that particular comic. I thought that was excellent. I always liked when they did it with the Fantastic Four movies, and everything changed to blue. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that, but I'll take your word for it. Me too. I think <laughs> I believe they did it for uh, the first one, unless you know, maybe um, you know. Going You're not getting confused with the song "Blue" by Eiffel 65, are you? Yes, because you know we're going back to our conversation off mic last or earlier this week of uh, '90s Euro dance. Yeah, 1999. You're not getting confused with that British band, boy band Blue, are you? The Blue Man Group, maybe. <sighs> the Blue World Order. Oh, okay then. Blue Meanie. <sighs> Pal of the show. <laughs> but anyway, back to Black Widow. You said we had to wait two years for this movie, and I don't know about you guys, but I definitely think, not that I would say it was worth the wait, because I wouldn't wait two years for, like, any <laughs> movie. Like, I would complain the whole time. But I would say <laughs> that this was definitely not a disappointment. Like, you know, I went in with to this movie with standard expectations, you know, nothing too high, nothing too low, and I found it very satisfying and enjoyable, and definitely if you're a Marvel guy or gal or Robot, you know, go watch it. I did not come away. I agree with Matt. I did not come away saying, hey, wait, they didn't talk about what about this character, but what about had yeah. this little thought? No, I think it, they pretty much covered everything. There's similarities to other stuff and nuances and feels of thought we'll get into. I'm just going to ask but, was this movie the origin of uh, Wanda's vest from Endgame and uh, Infinity War? I wasn't paying Because I think that, that was the, the, the vest, yes, the, the pockets. So correct. this was just now two hours of. Yelena's vest. So it's um, basically a two-hour vest origin story. No, you stop that. <laughs> no, I thought it was good. Like, I didn't think it was great, but it was Yelena's vest gets passed on to Black Widow, and that's the vest she's wearing in Infinity War. So. And let's put it this way, Peter. I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> I think the vest origin story is better than Wolverine's jacket origin story from X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. I just remember we have not covered that movie on the show. I don't know if we ever will. Uh, we should. That would not be a bad idea. An X Men tri- or a Wolverine trilogy month. Then. Yep. Yeah, he meet, he meets a bunch of old. He meets an old couple who are actually Alpha Flight. Like that was their their you know like hidden cameo, and they give him a, a leather jacket and a motorcycle, and I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but what we do care about is this movie. And by the way, we're all talking about how we're waiting two years for this movie. And how, like Disney Plus says, Natasha confronts her history as a spy and Thanks the broken my joke. <laughs> relationships left in her wake. So go ahead, finish. Well, I was trying to say the point is everyone's waiting, you know, f- for years for us to start this review. This is true. But instead, I tried to say, tried to save just, I just was on Disney Plus just now and was reading the, the synopsis of the movie. I did have an idea, though, too. Uh, my friend Frank, who went with me to see it uh, yesterday in the theater, how are you going to play it in the background? He said, I said, Oh, that's a good idea. But you're doing it now, so that's fine. It counts. It's canon. Yeah, it does. But in regards to 
this movie just you know right from the beginning what we're seeing what we're dealing with in the film ohio 1995 i love the fact that we're oh so much fun the midwest my favoriteest place in the whole wide world is of that nothing. truly the midwest i mean ohio I, well, I mean, there's a lot of nothing going on. So, yeah, I think it is the Midwest. It's it's round on the ends and high in the middle. Peter, you were born in 89, right? Or, or 88? 88. Okay, so you're, you're a year older than Yelena, and I'm a year younger than Elena. Oh. <laughs> hey, listen, real quick. I, I don't know. I want to say that Yelena stole the movie, but she definitely held yeah, she, her own. She definitely did a phenomenal job in the role, and whatever leads to more of her in the films and the future of the overall MCU. Oh boy, I can't wait. I'm actually really excited. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, her name's Florence. I'm trying to Pew. remember the pronunciation of her. Is Pew? I would is say, that, P- well, I don't know if you want to say Pug, P-U-G-H, but, you know, I, I think Pew would work. Is it Pug or is it Pew? Like, yeah. Pew. Pew. We'll go it's with Pew. Pew. Okay, yeah, yeah, Florence Pew, like, I thought she did a great job, a solid accent, uh, good acting. Very, very pretty. I did not realize how pretty she was. Because I, I know I'd seen previews for her in, what was that? The Rock had that movie about WWE superstar Paige. Oh, uh, Fighting in. With My Family. Yeah, thank you. And, like, so I'd seen her previews of that. And, like, you know, I was just like. Yeah, Paige she, here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, very, very pretty girl. Very talented. Definitely whatever she has coming up in the MCU. I'm looking forward to seeing more appearances by her, for sure. I mean, let's just talk about it now. You know, it, it has to do with the end credit scene, but mm. what this could mean. Like, right Dark when, Avengers or Thunderbolts, let's go. We saw in this that shot of, uh, uh, what's, Valentina. Mm-hmm. She opens up the dossier, and you see Hawkeye, Cliff Barton. And by the way, I always have to say this. I know it's Hawkeye. I'm calling him Hawkeye because of the comics. There's a comic where they call him that. Ha, ha, ha. Because okay. there will be somebody who goes, oh, that dumbass over there saying Hawkeye, it's Hawkeye. Actually. <sighs> I feel like at this point you don't have to explain it. It's kind of like you're, you're BoJack horsemaning <laughs> it up, you know? Like, it's your joke. It's your show. The show has been going on long enough. If anyone has anything to say about it, like, oh, it's Hawkeye, I'd be like, no, you're 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 a newbie to the show. Don't try and correct us. We know what we're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> Over 200 episodes. Believe me, we can say as much as we want to say. Hell yeah. But in regards to uh, you know that, the second I saw Hawkeye, my jaw dropped, and I just go, "Oh my god, this is what the Hawkeye series is going to be about." Because it is. I kind of led myself to thinking that, but then I said, oh, Because when is the man. next time we're going to see him? Yeah, I, I don't know. But I just This thought, fall. I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe she has been uh, confirmed for the Hawkeye series. So I don't know if she'll be like the main antagonist, but she'll definitely be featured. Truth be told, I've kind of stayed away from castings of a lot of these shows. Like I realize I should be on top of this. And the castings of the movies, but I don't really pay much attention to like you know who's going to be there unless it's a big thing. Like I'm a big Moon Knight guy, so of course I'm going to know about Oscar Isaac, you know. But other things, I'm just like very, eh, you know, whatever. My reaction to seeing Hawkeye's appearance was just, oh man, she she had to go there, Valentina. She's who was she? You know, I I didn't know from Falcon and Winter Soldier where we first saw her, where she was coming from, and if she was her house. You know, I suppose, unless she w- was out someplace else besides that. Now, stop it. But I didn't know which way, how to interpret her, whether she was working for the power broker, Sharon Carter, or some other entity we haven't yet seen. But uh, 
Yelena not knowing the whole story about that, and this is, of course, years later and so on, where's this going to evolve into, and what is her character going to be? She'll have a name. I just thought, comparing to Hawkeye, and again, I'm jumping ahead to because we're at the end of the movie all of a sudden, but I thought, ooh, Mockingbird? Well, we got Mockingbird in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is, I think is technically canon, but nope. I don't think the movies are ever going to... It's not. They just recently got debunked officially as not mattering. James Gunn confirmed it himself. Well, I, mean, I think there's a difference between not mattering and... No, they're not canon. He said flat out they're not, they are not connected to the uh, overall arching MCU anymore. You know what? So, I... would they, so they, they would say like they could totally introduce Mockingbird and they would basically retcon anything they did in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, basically. And like here's the, here's the thing that you know we were both talking about during an episode of WandaVision back uh, a few months ago where you were talking about that one character that's in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and you're like, oh, it's this guy on WandaVision. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Not so. That I guy. hadn't. You know what? I hadn't even remembered about yes from Shield Mockingbird. I did when I had seen that. Said, oh yeah, that's that character. But this could be yes another version. Like oh well, here's this Quicksilver. No, no wait, here's this Quicksilver. So and I'm by the way, just on the topic of uh, shows like Agents of Shield, the uh, Netflix universe. Technically, they will matter again because of the uh, multiverse element, where you have all these different elements. Yada yada yada. Technically, they are a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Just through it, like you know. You open a window. Oh, there's Hawkeye. Or oh, I mean, sorry. Oh, there's Daredevil. Oh, there's Iron Fist. Oh, close the window. Well, we're I on think, to the next I thing. I think Agent of Shield is going to get kind of messy though, because it's literally Agent Coulson who was in the movies. Like the Netflix shows, they say they were connected to the MCU, but you never actually see an on-screen connection. So the those incident. are easier to be like, oh, if they have to, like, oh, these are part of the multiverse. And yeah. Like the other one is just like, okay, Coulson's still Coulson, but. He went on these adventures with S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, I don't know. Kind well, of bums me out. Yeah, well, you know, getting back to the beginning of the movie and how we see these two young girls as they're starting out in Ohio, um, if there's a comment that needs to be said because of the fact that young Natasha has, what, tr double color hair? Maybe that's just blue her hair. thing, whatever, blue hair. And I'll be honest, when I saw the uh, color of the, like, the orange and the blue, I'm thinking to myself, wait, is it because... Also, let's get the uh, elephant out of the room, the uh, gender change of Taskmaster. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's fine. You yeah, know what? It's... Especially for the movie, things are done. Liberties are taken, making it more wait perhaps a... palatable to, to the viewing audience. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? What? Women can be assassins? Wait. Hello? Uh, 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 Hashtag Electra. Hey. Electra, please. Come on in. Nachos. I just, I just don't get it. But anyway, like the... Stupid outrage over this. Whatever. Was there outrage? Because <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. this is the second time they've done that. They did that with Ghost in Ant Man and the Wasp, and I thought I wasn't really familiar with the character of Ghost, but I thought it's a lot of man boob. Movie. It's a lot of man boob Dorito dust uh, outrage or Cheeto dust outrage, and it's like you know just all these uh, people living in their basements, you know, whining and crying about it. Well, we'll get to Taskmaster, but I want, I want to hear what Eddie had to say. He was talking about the, the beginning of the movie, Two Girls in Ohio. We got we got uh, young Scarlett Johansson slash Natasha with blue hair. Go go from there, Eddie. Yeah, no, what, because, what you want to say. and this is where, you know, we'll get the start of repeated phrases later on. And I really didn't get, like, oh, God, they repeated that again. 
I, I didn't feel that way. I thought, all right, you know, they they did a callback to that in the you know, in the same movie, and that's part of what Marvel has done throughout movies, which is fine. But, and it's not like you have to hold on to these phrases that, oh yeah, that's key. That's you know, like I got that. I understood that reference, or is this a test? But those, <laughs> that's proven the test of time, whatever. So that's that's fine. I can do this all day. But pain only makes you stronger. Um, you know, we're both upside down as they do their. I don't know. I guess it's a spider imitation go, by going backwards, well, I wanted, the two girls. but I want to do a call back to the point I was trying to make before, the blue and the orange hair. I yeah, thought that was supposed to be like— Taskmaster? Yeah. I was thinking, mm -hmm. so th there's a possibility gender swap of Taskmaster. Like, I, I'm at this point in the movie. I'm like, is that going to be young Taskmaster? <laughs> that's what I'm thinking the entire time. I'm oh, like, oh, oh. And then I'm like, oh, okay, that's young— uh, uh, Natasha. So okay, that's fine. I think in some in some frames she really looked like the resemblance to Scarlett Johansson was was pretty strong. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things about that also just with the uh, the dyed hair color, I love the idea of that. Like even at such a young age, she's all about changing her looks as much as humanly possible, even at a you know super early age. Yeah, that's a good that's a good observation for sure. It could also be some form of rebellion. Perhaps, but again, I mean, you she's know. got blonde hair. She's had red hair. She's had short hair, long hair, yeah. everywhere in between, every which way but loose. That may be curly and Clint Eastwood. Thank you, but this big, <laughs> but this big adventure that they go on. Oh yes, and let's not forget about uh -huh. part of the opening. Oh, sorry, of the, that was my Pee Wee impression, by the way. Pee Wee's big adventure. That's right. Yeah, the the bioluminescence. You know, to me, it's lightning bugs or fireflies. But you know, that's what oh, we yeah, have. They brought that up like a couple times. Is there any significance with that? It, it's a scene. I think they just started start with in the beginning, and you see that at the end. I, I love these of moments thing. of the uh, an, an, analyzation of things in movies and Eddie's just responses. It was there. That's why. Hey, Eddie, why did they pick that song? They picked it. <laughs> like, wow, great observation, They picked Eddie. a couple of songs. I think they started with the cover of Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit. Which is such a dour version of it, but I'm like, you know what? Eh, good enough. But not before, actually not before, uh, the family... Not only, and the clue, the clue, the thing I want to drop here is leaving that photo album behind. But as we find out, mom actually takes it. And the car cassette player, I guess he still had those in the 90s, and American Pie from Don McLean. Don McLean, yeah. And you know how that plays a part later on in the bonding. And by the way, this is, this is as much of a family movie as F9 is. It's all about family in this movie, much like Fast 9 is. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah, so they don't have, I don't have to. I don't, totally agree with that. Like, I was watching my roommate last night, and he said at, like, one point, he's just kind of like, he, he felt like they were trying to push a little bit too much, like, women empowerment at the end. But I was just like, I got more more uh, feelings, and, and like, I felt, I felt like it was more about family than it was about, like, this is a female superhero movie. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Female empowerment in a single uh you know a woman-led superhero movie well i think what a weird idea that, like it felt a little forced at the end with all the widows together and like that that kind of thing which i don't agree with but again that's that, that was his take on it well, but again i thought it was more the whole movie itself was more about you know family and healing and than, than it was about just like yeah it is definitely it is definitely yeah, all about family real. It, well, is, it is definitely about family. And that's what we think we have in the beginning, in fact, because when you know they're on this big adventure and then they get to the airfield and they get to the plane and you see the exhibition of Dad's strength by upturning that, that trailer, it's like, wait, who, who is this guy? And to your I point, it's not like you had a chill. You say what, Matt? I thought that was a great like intro for him, you know, like that, that, whole, that whole sequence I just thought was great. It was just like, oh, wow, this guy's 
you know, this guy's somebody. Yeah, and then he, he as I put down in my notes, he wings it by uh, jumping on the, the wing of the plane and is just trying to shoot up the others who yeah, are chasing him as much. And I'm like, this guy's tough. What the hell? They're all getting shot at because, you know, if you want to leave uh, Ohio, the Midwest, they're going to shoot you so you can stay in mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, the Marvelists will never tour the Midwest. Or specifically Ohio. Cleveland. Rock and roll. I'm, I'm good. Museum. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, boy. <laughs> Wonderful. That, what a fun time. That could be if I decided to create a bucket list that I would that I would do. I'll kick Just that. one I'm gonna time kick at least. That. I'm going to kick that bucket. I'm not going there. <laughs> you can go by yourself, Eddie. That's not a problem. <laughs> but to so, your point, uh, I also... Maybe I had, oh, sorry, you, you go first. Matt, I was just going to say, you mentioned the, the multiple uh, multiplicity, perhaps, of Black Widows. And I don't know if anybody expected there to be a lot of them, but I guess maybe not, because you may have gotten a little inkling as to, to that from one of the first Black Widow, as in Natasha, flashback to you know that ballet class or whatever, that there was more to her, to them, to her, and you got a glimpse at her origin type of thing. Well, I definitely thought that, yeah, there was more, but the fact is, like, you know, they're, one, they're assassins, so they're going to be secretive. You know, you're not going to just see them out in the open. And then, two, they even acknowledge it in this movie, like, I think it was only, what, one out of 20 girls completes the training? Right, right, and the others get killed. So, yeah, they're like an elite group, but they're also, their numbers aren't, you know, there are a lot of them, but there could be so many more. Oh, yeah, absolutely, too. And just the whole idea of, you know, you don't make it, you're you're not going to live to tell anybody about what you had to go through. Exactly. Um, and kudos, by the way, to uh, cosplayer Sapphire Nova from Superheroes Unlimited, who did post pictures of a in, in black tutu and ballerina costume with that Black Widow, you know, belt buckle type of thing. Excellent uh, mashup of that. Destination Cuba. Destination Unknown. Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. No, that's a song by Missing Persons. Destination no. Unknown. I'm going with the uh, Rancid cover. You you go. Anyway. And we have the introduction of the naming of Red Guardian. And after all this, we finally get the, the intro, the credit intro, after, what, 13 minutes, I believe. And we get the cover of, of Nirvana. I'm like, wait, I know this song, I know this song. I didn't catch the, the artist there, but... Yeah. I think I'm like, damn, these, of course these lyrics fit. Well, here's the thing, going back over to, uh, like, right before they leave, the introduction of uh, the Red Guardian, you know, in his pre-tidy uh, uh, reddies. But <laughs> David Harbour is, like, super de-aged, and he looks like he probably looked in 1995. Like, they did a phenomenal job with the de-aging process. And once again, that, you know, I like how Marvel Studios can do it perfectly, and then on the Star Wars side of things, they do a terrible job with, you know, the digital uh, de-aging process of some of these actors and actresses. Like, you look at the scene in the uh, la er, in uh, Rise of Skywalker where you have young uh, Luke and Leia, and it looks like complete dog shit. But this, on the other hand, it's so natural, and they do an amazing job. Agreed. I have nothing to compare it to with, with David's character. So. Yeah, but you can talk about Civil War with young Robert Downey Jr. in the flashback scene, okay. and they do a phenomenal job of that. Yes. Like, it's so hard to do, but evidently they can do it. And, like, look what we're going to be getting very soon with Spider-Man uh, No Way Home with Alfred Molina, where he's openly said, yeah, they de-aged me to make me look like I did in 2004. 
RDJ yeah. wasn't in this movie, right? Correct. It's funny. I'm I'm looking at um, like I googled Black Widow cast, and you know the official like cast on the top, and he's number three. Like it's Scar, it's Scarjo, and then Florence, and then RDJ, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure he wasn't in this, even if there was like a flashback or a Civil War scene. I'm like, pretty sure he wasn't. I would say in regards to a lot of that, you know, just it's it's the internet. Like they'll always put up, you know things and it'll mess with the uh, algorithm of how these things work. Like I remember when they were making a legend of like there was a rumor, a Legend of Zelda movie and IMDb was edited where Epona the uh, pony was going to be played by 50 Cent. So Well, I tell you the first inkling I got like I mentioned earlier about um Winter Soldier was just the the lettering, the font, the large print, the white letters across the entire screen pretty much, you know, Cuba and then later uh Morocco and Budapest, or would you call it Budapest? It's Budapest. Okay. Yeah, we're missing an SH or something like, or SCH in it's, there. Well, it's the silent H. But it's in regards to that, you know, the titling, that's, I feel like that's a callback to uh, 2016 uh, Marvel, especially because, think about it, this takes place around the time of after Civil War, right? Yeah. Civil, right War, Civil War was known for those big titles of the countries, like, yep. and the places like Queens, yes. you know? And also, again, this was at a time when a lot of movies were doing that. Movies and TV shows were doing it that year. Same time, Preacher's coming out, and they're doing that, like, Texas in the big block white letters. I'm like, is this a new trend? I think it's stupid. Real real quick before we get further from it, I just wanted to say you were talking about, like, de-aging. You know who they should have de-aged by a couple of years? Uh, William Hurt, who plays Thunderbolt Ross. I did not think he was looking to good in this movie he looked you know a little what? i i agree he looked a little bit weathered and and perhaps and hurt frail that's his namesake of course he's gonna look oh man Def, definitely frail and uh, a little long in the tooth mm. you know no offense mr hurt that's fine he's still doing it that's a good thing um but we get into uh let's see yelena now for her for and being a, a black widow controlled as i put but i guess she somehow knew that what the chip was in her thigh that she had she cut into and pulled out when when she was in that uh, street fight scene, well, she got she got uh, gas, so she like after getting gas, yes, control was off, and so she probably either knew, remembered that they had put the thing in her leg, or you know, just because she's an elite assassin, she knew that that's totally where they would do it. A little different than you know, putting uh, one of those mind control devices, you know, behind your neck, like uh, that flashes seen... and beeps. Yeah, exactly. We've seen that in other cases. So, uh, good point for originality. And now into uh, Budapest we go, I think. Budapest. After Morocco on our world tour here. Key Largo. That, fa- that fast, um, sorry, that fight scene between Bla- uh, Scar- Scarlett Johansson and, uh, and uh, what, what's her face? Yelena was, uh, pretty, was pretty awesome. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Very intense. Very, very, like, bone crushing, if you will. Wait, that's Knocked a, her uh... over the head with a plate. Oh, yeah. Shattered a cabinet, pretty much, and you know, bounce across a door frame. I think that was my favorite. Yeah, she does like the little flippity thing, and then Scarlet like kind of like, like, you know, the way she gets flung, it's not forward; it's like at an angle, and she just smacks into that door and bounces off of it. It was great. I, I think there were some nuances, some differences in the way you're being seen, or their way they're portraying the the violence or the pain. That was kind of different, and it kind of struck me, huh, funny, a little bit different. Starting with that fight scene, and then when they're okay, they call the truce. 
and they're they're outside and they're coming down on that sort of a smokestack thing and, and the way the one character was bouncing off of you know whether it's a, an awning or finally hitting the ground a dumpster that was like kind of more you saw more of that happening and uh, and even i was wondering how far the violence was going to go when natasha was getting beat up by drakov in his uh, in his office there so yeah those couple of elements really struck again me that moment where she is punched by drakov is holy shit yeah it's just, it the fight choreography in this movie is beyond stellar, I would say. That's like my biggest takeaway for this. And just the intensity of how they were able to pull off each hit, each. It reminded me a little bit, because it's in the same time frame, of uh, Winter Soldier and Civil War, where each punch is that intense. You know, you feel the punch. Oh, sure, okay. Yeah. I, could, I could compare that, sure. And you made a comment off mic about it, but it's very reminiscent of Winter Soldier and of Civil War and, you know, that political thriller, the, you know, the spy intrigue kind of stuff. This is what that movie is in regards to just the intensity of the fight scenes. It is very reminiscent of that. Well, yeah, I felt um, that Taskmaster was definitely reliable uh, for the the fight scenes. I... You know, I didn't hate the fact that she was a woman. I actually thought the the reveal was pretty cool. Like, I was like, oh, it's his daughter. Yeah. But then after, like, that initial surprise, I was just kind of like, all right, I don't really care because I don't really have much of a connection with this character. Like, I know Black Widow is, like, remorseful that, he had, that she had to kill her, but it's not like we actually saw a scene with her, like, you know, interacting with somebody or talking. It's just like, we know she she had to kill a kid, and so I, after the initial, like I said, after the initial surprise, I was just kind of like, "All right, I don't care." And I kind of I would have rather have seen the more traditional uh, Taskmaster. Not that I, I really know a lot about Taskmaster, but just like from playing the Spider-Man game, I thought that was like a cool badass character, and just hearing him talk and you know skull mask he was just he was just cool and i feel like we didn't get that from this movie you know the, like i said the surprise was good but there wasn't anything much after that i would have preferred a talking taskmaster i i don't know yeah well you know it it just now we're talking about it i'm just drawing the the parallel with taskmaster and the introduction of the winter soldier not talking just a fighting machine essentially i really didn't get that feel when I saw Black Widow and I think that's a good thing and not having Taskmaster talk okay this is what they want to do having Taskmaster beat female okay I'm good with that the surprise I got right before that of course was was Natasha what going to get gas for the generator and all of a sudden boom the van that she's driving blows up and that brings Taskmaster into it and uh, and that kind of thing but also later I wanted to ask about this uh, I don't know was a tank RV perhaps that Taskmaster was driving and, uh, that was a cool scene. Taskmaster, if he, if Taskmaster was good for one thing. It was blowing up cars. Like, oh, yeah. Taskmaster literally blows up two cars in it. Like, two for two. And I did get, though, the similarity with Taskmaster with the exploding arrow under the van, What like Winter Soldier under Nick Fury's Suburban. Okay, that's a similar thing right there. Oh, yeah, good good observation for sure. Just, yeah. but I did, And I didn't know. I'm like, okay, that... that uh, that tank RV thing that was kind of pointed in the middle had a number 409. Did that mean anything? I'm thinking of a Beach Boys song, but... Psh, Giddy up, 409. 
Okay, very good, Peter. Yeah. Let them handle it, though. It hey. It's true. So maybe nothing to Sorry, uh, you know reveal I'm in my with emotions that. now. Oh, your emotions or emoticons? Okay, different thing. Emojis. Are you sniffly too? Okay, but yeah, like you said, Matt, uh, Dracon's daughter was uh, collateral damage, and you know now we have coming full circle, kind of thing. What was going on? I thought what was kind of cool in in a way going back to the fight scene of the multiple Black Widows versus the two sisters. How you saw. The Black Widow stinger, uh, you know, powering up, I guess, in sequential red dots, lines, and so on, and how the one Black Widow was being controlled into, you know, stinging and killing really herself. That tech was kind of kind of cool. The way they brought that, they brought that out more, and it's red instead of I don't know that that blue that Natasha herself would use when we did see her using her stingers. Oh wait, da 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 da. That's where that goes. Okay, Matt. Um, I, I mean, I have, I still have so many thoughts. I mean, the the ending fight, it's like they're they're all falling to their deaths and they're still kicking each other's asses. That was great. It's just like it's kind of like I gotta kill you before the ground does. Yeah, the, I don't know. I just the, thought it was kind of funny, but also kind of like I said, very cool, ridiculous. It almost felt like a fast movie, you know. Um. Well, it is and, about family. Yeah, it most certainly is. I wonder how many uh, coronas they had. How many? Coronas? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. The difference. Uh, the difference scene. I mean, like again, the falling, the destruction of the airborne. I'm sorry, the red room. The airborne reminded me, of course, of a helicarrier and being up in the clouds, and all of it falling down to earth. But the thing that was a slightly different visual for me was seeing, I guess, the machine gun firing as they're descending to try and, you know, dispose of, what was it, uh, the sister's parents, Alexei. And we get the, uh, I don't know if we actually heard Soviet super soldier in there, but that, you know, came comes into play and said, oh, wait, yeah, I kind of remember something that in the comics and so on. But but again, with, with some of these lines, um, Yelena following up her own uh, line when they try to, uh, when they bring red guardian out of the prison he's in and the avalanche starts and she says well this is a cool way to die and i'm thinking oh yeah snow cool but then later on when she's getting her what sharpie up on the top of her scalp or whatever and she says another you know not a much less cool way to die so little little things like that keep keep going and just in the audience uh, some moments of burst out laughter when Red Guardian gets subdued with all those um, darts and also Yelena um, ragging on Natasha about the posing that she's done. See, that's one of those things now I'm not going to unsee. Every single time in the movies, I, even on one of the uh, one of the Marvel prelude books where like they're canon or they're not, who knows anymore. They, they think they are. But one of those covers, they have a picture of her from one of the movies and what pose is it? It's got to be that that it is. widow crouch thing or something. Well, it's not like you're going to see her do it anymore, anyway. Oh no! I <laughs> oh oh too soon. Oh, oh, oh. Well, who? Well, we know that joke did not fall flat. Oh yeah, but it had that landing. And then when Delana did it herself, she said, "What did she say? That was disgusting or something." No, not disgusting. He just she just like, ugh, she didn't like it at all. 
Oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's just kind of like, ugh. Like, what is that? That was ridiculous. Or uh, Yeah. But, yeah, just even I love the parts where it's one of those things throughout the movie, the theater I was in, anytime she did land that pose afterwards, even when it was unintentional, everyone start, like just started giggling. You just hear, like, <laughs> and it wasn't trying to be a comedic scene. just like, <laughs> she did the pose. So now it's going to be one of those. It's kind of like it's a retroactive kind of joke now throughout the whole franchise where when you watch Iron Man 2 and she does that pose, you're going to be like, <laughs> well, that's the first you see it, right? Pose, they should do a pose counter, you know what I mean? Like someone does does a, um, a clip clip show. It's like, how many times has she done it? I really can't believe I'm oh, going to yeah. have to do this, but, but I probably will be the person like to you know watch the movies and count how many times she does it. I need that uh, Marvel Studios Reddit uh, karma. I need it. I need it. And then you're going to say, oh, yeah, she had really curly red hair. That, too. And That goes back, you know. But the, but one of the things, too, of course, it's it's a funny scene, too. Um, Alexi, the Red Guardian, has some funny lines and so on. Um, he stole the show for me. He he was really, and he didn't realize, I, I didn't realize right away because it was so many years. And he had all the tattoos. And he had the very long beard and stuff that, oh, yeah, this was dad. This was also thing. Hellboy. So he went I, from one red to another. In the remake, I think, right? Yeah, the shitty one. Yeah, it's it. Oh. On, that is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in a theater. Why like did that, they do it was that? Really bad. Because they didn't want to give it to Guillermo del Toro, who is pr- infamous for announcing projects and never finishing them. <laughs> and like, I love del Toro, but how about you finish something and then announce it? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but. I'm still very, very salty about Justice League Dark. I'm really salty. As a Constantine fan, I'm very salty. Uh-huh. But I, I should lower my sodium intake. This is true. Good for the blood pressure, too. But when Red Guardian suits up, oh, still fits, you know, kind of thing. I, again, he's, for me, he absolutely eh, absolutely stole the show. There we go. Easy for me to say. And his adversary, Captain America. I love the references, too. And really no, my adversary is my tongue. Well, sometimes. But in regards to, you were saying, the, the rival Captain America, I want to know. Now, are these tall tales where he's making these up? Or is it like, you know, maybe state propaganda of the country where he's like, I was fighting Captain America, and they're hiring... I'm sorry for all our Russian listeners out there for me doing that voice. As a Russian-American myself, I'm so sorry. But the whole element of maybe they hired an actor in the Russian government and he fought that actor, you know? We don't know. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, it could have been uh, one of the other Captain Americas. I mean, we found out yeah. about a black super soldier in, in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. That's why when he's questioned, he goes, you know, Captain America wasn't around. The look on his face is not a, are you calling, or not a, uh, are you calling me a liar? Like, wait, what? Like, he genuinely is in shock if you look on the expression on his face. That's not really a look of, like, Oh no! You you got me in my big lie. <laughs> no, it was like, what? It was that kind of a look, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. What I wanted to ask about at this point, I think, in the film, is how Mom Melina, uh, her betrayal. After we, you know, get to see the one-on-one relationship with Mom and Natasha, and then a little bit later, or at the same time, with Yelena and Alexi. And then we get the funny line also. I'll get to that in a second. But Mom's betrayal about, yeah, I called the uh, the bad guys. They're coming here in a minute. What? Was that, you know, that kind of make you wonder what uh, 
level this character was working on and what the priorities were. Um, but I it, thought they did a good job with that. Um, the only thing that kind of went off in my mind, though, is that she got Black Widow on the ground, and it's like we didn't see her get knocked out. So I, anytime something like that happens, I always question, okay, what what's going on here? We didn't actually see it, so is she really knocked out? Is this a ploy? Yeah. Is she but really going out with him? Was, like, I did believe that the mom had betrayed them, but I still also had that in the back of my mind, like what's going on there with Black Widow. Man, Eddie Wilson ignored my Joe Jackson reference. I did not. I, I, I kind of like lightly <laughs> about it. Oh, thanks, Eddie. But we get to <laughs> Elena's uh, little crimson dynamo remark, and like, oh, yeah, no. And you know, they could not have Alexi say it, it, it's Red Guardian. I mean, overall, I would say, like, that, that, the twist and everything. I love how there's a twist, and then they twist the twist. So, yeah, back to American Pie, and then the, uh, you know, the floodlights on, it's an ambush at the house there. It's an eminence front. Now, is Crimson, my question is, is Crimson Dynamo in the MCU? Because the the, the alter ego of Crimson Dynamo, I forget his, his actual name, yeah, I, that yeah. was Mickey Rourke in Iron Man 2. Like, they combined the characters of Crimson Dynamo and Whiplash. So is that just like a, a fun joke, like, ha-ha, Crimson Dynamo, that's a character from from the Marvel comics? Or is this like, oh, she's actually con- remem- misremembering and there's another character named Crimson Dynamo well, that probably has a different alter ego than Whiplash. She might. She might be recalling that, but it's also, I think, you know, the little, you know, not everybody's going to get this, True Believers, but you know that name. So here it is. We're just throwing this out there as a little joke. And what a joke it was. That's it. Little. What about that? Oh, Eddie's f- the king of the puns. But what about that face swap? That was cool. Yeah, that was like Mission Impossible style. That was yeah. cool. I'm really glad that, you know, they got to do face-off in the Marvel Universe, you know. It was really great between Nicholas Cage Cage and Travolta. Maybe that's what they were doing with Yelena when they were doing the Sharpie on her face. Maybe they were going to do a face-off with her. Yeah, she needs to be awake for the cranial uh, removal or something. No, I don't think so. Maybe it's going to be Johnny Blaze's time to shine. You know, his face is ripped, melted off because he's a skeleton now. Spooky. (laughs) You deserve a second chance, yeah. Uh, well, I'm gonna steal them. Stuff na- like that, it was cool. Like you know, it reminded us that this is like a spy movie. You know, it had elements of that in it, which was which was fun. I mean, she's even watching a James Bond movie at one point. Don't ask me which one it is. I just know. What oh, it was it was it. it was Moonraker. Someone uh, I was when I st- you know waiting for the credits. You know, the post credit scene. That was one of the movies they uh, gave credit to. I'm like, wait a minute, that's not Golden or uh, Goldfinger. And I'm like, oh oh, it's Moonraker. And that's the end of that uh, anecdote. Ah, uh, uh, ah, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, not much of a. Yeah. But I'm not immune to the dad jokes yet. Uh, no, get I don't blame you. Episode appearances in for me. I mean, you know, uh, you have to get two vaccinations for that. You know, uh, within 30 days of the first, and then you'll be fine. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, that's well. That's how it worked for us. Remember? Okay. 30 yeah. episodes, and then 30 episodes later. 30 episodes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. Gotcha. wow. Be now, sure to check out Mischievous Musings, our Loki podcast. Concluding, before you know it, yeah. as of this recording, there's only one more episode to go, number six, the finale. The finally. The yeah. final E. Oh, I can't wait for the final E. That's exactly <laughs> right. You started that I one last you. week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thanks, Josh. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot. Mm. Uh, sever the nerve, the way to to not be under Drakov's control because his, what, fer- his own pheromones, I guess, 
stop anybody from attacking him or whatever. But and we already touched on the scene of of Drakoff attacking and hitting and punching Natasha Black Widow. Uh, but it was brought to my attention: was Natasha actually resetting or or actually breaking her nose in that sort of kind of a close-up shot where she's covering uh. her nose? Yeah, the that pain was that was after there. She was fighting. I think she got that from the other Black Widows. I think they definitely broke her nose, and she just kind of like put it back into place. The sound mixing on that is phenomenal, but it made me so damn uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm just like, oh. yeah, yeah, exactly. That again, this is that's one of the many spots the Marvel Universe, uh, Marvel Studios shines with in regards to their production. Like that sound mixing, holy crap. Anyway. Yeah, no, no, very, very good on that part. All right, we're getting close to the end now, and we have Yelena uttering the same line like like she did from when they were kids. You know, we're both upside down. And uh, the Black Widow is actually taking care of... Business. BTO. Antonia. Yes. The taken down taskmaster. Taken back Sunday. And then you get uh, two weeks later with a now short-haired blonde Natasha and getting a new plane. To break some people guy, out of prison. You don't really know anything about it. And I was yeah, like, do, do, well, it's he... funny, I think um, on Google, he's just, his na- character name is just uh, Agent, but I think it was supposed to be, uh, uh, give me a second, uh, Rick Mason. And I'm just like, I have no connection to this character. Who is this guy? We don't even know. Yeah, and he, I thought like he would have a much bigger role, but essentially he's, uh, what's his name? Um, the one who, he was in uh, Breaking Bad, the one actor who... Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be on the tip of my tongue. So let me just quickly Google the role he was in in Jackie Brown. But the guy, Matt, you watched uh, Breaking Bad, correct? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember at the end of the series and spoilers for you? He, he oh, reminds me of Robert Forster's character, about, yeah. the guy who like essentially gave him a new life. You know, on the side, like, hey, listen, you're in this cabin now, all by yourself. I'll be back. Yeah, he in... passed away recently. Yeah, Robert Forster, and you know he. Literally just, you know, comes by every couple of weeks. Here, here's some food. Here, I got you a place to stay. It's like a guy helping out, you know, escaped felons. I would have preferred someone like Maria Hill or, or somebody, somebody we knew. You know what I mean? Like, But here's the thing with this, you know, you said Ryan Mason? I, or Rick, no, Ma- Rick, Rick Mason. Rick, Rick Mason. Mason. He might play a role in the very near future of the Marvel Universe. Like, because right now what we're getting with this movie is a essentially what happened between infinity war and civil war so this is the war in between this this is you know everything in between there and i peace. would say that's what happened peace in between wars war and, no uh, it's an ampersand was a child war about little girls you know getting abducted and turned into assassins but you know what's really funny is just the whole uh i'd like to see you know what else happened with the other characters like i really we're going to get it with the Hawkeye series, but I would love to see more of what he was up to in Japan. And that's that. Yeah, okay. Why not? Or, like, him, in all honesty, like, mix it up. Like, when the Hawkeye series happens, you also get the uh, life on the farm stuff with his family and how that, you know, affected him and whatnot. Who knows? So, I guess we will go back to uh, to the Contessa, Contessa Elaine, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Valentina, allergic to the Midwest, as we all are. <laughs> but, I wonder if you. I wonder where her and Yelena were during the the snap. Do you think they got uh, oh. dusted or? 
or it doesn't matter. It's possible, <laughs> you know. I, I mean, we'll eventually get it through like a form of exposition, you know, random line dropped by one of the characters in a future project. But mm. I would hope that Yelena got dusted because it's just like really Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow. You didn't visit your sister for five years after not, you know what I mean? Like, you think uh, that, or maybe that's a story they'll they'll get to at some point down the line. Who knows? I want to know if Scarlet has, like, an extension on her Marvel Studios contract where maybe she can come back. You know, did she is she getting more roles in the Marvel Universe, or is she, you know, hanging up her leather suit? We don't know. Again, I would love to see a Black Widow uh, Hawkeye movie. I think that would be cool. Like, they could do something during that five-year gap. Um, you know, you see him getting all upset, and maybe we would get a proper flashback to Budapest. That's yeah. I think that's gonna be the thing that they would need to do because yeah, to put to put Scarlet back into this. If you're gonna follow the thread of the end credit scene and have Yelena going up against Hawkeye, you definitely gotta have some scenes with with uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye together. And of course, I recall the line that uh, Hawkeye had said at the beginning at the first Avengers movie, and that was, "You and I remember Budapest very differently." I feel like Budapest is going to be something where we don't see it. It's just this big hyped up thing because what happens if they eventually do it and it's like, oh, that's what it was? I feel like it's just going to be the underlying kind of thing of like nothing. We're never going to talk about it. And the whole thing about, oh, that's what it was, reminded me of how Nick Fury got his eye patch. In the interest of fairness, I always love how fans complain about that. They go, oh, that's so stupid. You morons are the ones that were pushing for that on social media, on Reddit, on message boards. But they could have done it in a cool way, and but they it, didn't. It was like, I mean, um, it's, it's you look at the character of Nick Fury, where he's such a tough hard ass, and that's how he loses his eye. It's kind of it's it's poetically funny. Like it makes sense to do something like that. Like, but there's so many jokes already in the Marvel movies. I think like you know they should have they shouldn't have played that one for jokes, in my opinion. I mean, uh, played that one for a laugh. Yeah. Well, that's what There's happened. so many other jokes in there already. I don't know. But in regards to, you know, the whole idea of, you know, Budapest and just doing something with it, they've already built it up as this big, gigantic thing. I feel like anything, that, you know, keep it a mystery. It's It's literally one of those unspoken things that, they don't really acknowledge. You know what I mean? Well, they, they acknowledge it a little yeah. bit in this movie. Like you, you see that they're in the the, the air vents and they, they were playing tic tac toe and it looks like they were playing, yeah. uh, maybe not Hangman, but, but yeah, they were playing. Hang, yeah, they were definitely playing Hangman. Yeah, it, I'm trying to figure out what they. It, it, we, we should write, we should figure this out later. But the the, the word is B blank T T blank blank. And then I think an S and then blank blank. So maybe butter, butter fat. I, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't see it that closely, I, I think, but that would be kind of cool to figure that out. Yeah. I think it's ball with the ball with bang a dang diggy 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 set the boogie set up jump the boogie. And and the word the letters that aren't there are, are V N A L O M. Vamoosmoof. So it couldn't be butter fat. It could be. <laughs> it could still be butter. It just couldn't be fat. Butterfly. I can't believe it's not butter. Butter iron. Wait, wait, no, mate. It it could be butterfly because I'm. This is literally. I have this right now. Like I'm wow. that they played tic tac toe. Matt, I, I love that this why is why you would play tic tac toe because you never win. If you've ever seen war games, 
You never oh. win tic-tac-toe. <laughs> that is a um, reference I did not think I'd be hearing today. Holy crap. Hey, I, and that one's good because it's about, like, you know, the the Cold War and whatnot. It's a, By the way, War Games is such an underrated movie. If you if you have the ability to watch it, please do so. It is so damn good. It's got a uh, noted... Uh, Irish car wreck enthusiast Matthew Broderick and just so much more and it's just such a great movie by the way in 1980s Matthew Broderick murdered and killed a mother and daughter in a car accident yikes so anyway yeah I think true it's story, true story. Fly, but there but again there is an L here or that might be a K it looks kind of like an L but it might be a K I don't know I definitely final guess <laughs> butterfly for me I'm sorry. I'm just enjoying that. You know, it's a it's a mashup between talking about Matthew Broderick, Hangman, and, and Black Widow. Matt solves the puzzle for 800. Okay. Ah. Uh, so overall, what? gentlemen, I I really enjoyed this movie. I would say this is very much as Matt had said. For me, it's it's a middle of the road Marvel kind of movie. It's not the greatest, but it's not the worst. It's just it's. It was a great return. Interesting thought is, I guess this was actually supposed to be the first. Uh, the first appearance of Val, wasn't it? Like yeah. This was supposed to come out before Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yes, right. That was where they had spoken on the interwebs or whatever about how they were going to rework stuff, and I guess this was part of it. So, Yeah, I think it, it worked fine. Like it may, Again, they might have adjusted it, but I think if, if they didn't adjust it, it was fine that this was her second appearance, even though it was supposed to be her first. Like It didn't really yeah. matter. And, and if you didn't see Falcon and Winter Soldier, you didn't recognize the character, you just might have said, who is this? So This is the first movie in like the MCU that, you know, it's explicitly saying, hey, you're going to have to watch a Disney Plus show soon. <laughs> like, think about it. it. It definitely makes sense. Like, they're not going to pick up that story thread in a future movie with the Hawkeye stuff for a while at the very least. So if you want to know, true believers, what's going on, you better get your uh, money for Disney Plus, either a monthly or annual subscription. We do annual here. And as a result, you're going to have to find out. What's you know, up are we going to get Thunderbolts or are we going to get Dark Avengers? And who's going to be on the roster? We are most definitely going to be getting Young Avengers. I know that for a fact. As you know, something we also forgot to mention on our Mischievous Musings podcast the fact that Kid Loki is his own thing now. Kid mm-hmm. Loki is a member of the Young Avengers. Yeah. That character is going to be coming back real soon. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, but I would say overall, this is going to be a very uh, interesting time because, you know, we're, there's, I would say Thunderbolts will happen eventually because I, I want to say they're going to distance it away enough in regards of time within the next five to six years so it doesn't look like a Suicide Squad ripoff. Oh, geez, you think they're going to wait that long? I mean, look, dude, look how much stuff we already have coming down the pipeline. We what have, if? You know, we have What If, we got Hawkeye, we got Ms. Marvel. Those are TV shows alone. Then we got Shang-Chi, then we got The Eternals, then we got Spider-Man, then we got uh, Doctor Strange, then we got, what else, Eddie? Afterlife. Oh, okay. Ghostbusters. <laughs> but yeah. I just I just think Val is like, she looks, she looks like she's gearing up for a team now, not, not five years. She's already got... For Captain America, she's kind of manipulating Yelena to be the next Black Widow. We've this got is... Abomination in the in the, the Shang Chi movie. I'm I'm hoping we're gonna get uh, what's his name, Justin Hammer. I really want him to return. I mean, God, it's been since what 2010. It's been 11 years. And it's been one episode since we mentioned Justin Hammer. What did you do? Is it my birthday? 
what did you do? Be, he can't be in jail this whole time. Like, he's rich. He would have gotten out of jail in, like, two to three years. I would say overall, this is going to be very much, uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, they're, they're, they can't take five years. Well, look how long it took them to set up everything with phase one of the Marvel Universe. Four years. Okay, fine. <laughs> but yeah, overall, like I said, you know, regards to the movie, I like the movie. I, I would give it like a solid uh, 7.5 out of 10. Just It's it's very much at least, you know, a B minus, something like that. But I enjoyed it for what it was, and... Again, these movies do a really good job of doing something with me, making me want to consume more of the content of the characters. So now I'm reading more Black Widow stuff again. Hooray. I'm reading more stuff with Taskmaster. Hooray. Hooray. I have a reprint of the first appearance of the Red Guardian. Hooray. Ooh, cool. So it's it's cool to see. It's very cool to see that, you know, this movie is it's a standard it's a standard action movie. Just, you know, for what it is, and it's Big, over-the-top, explosive. And I liked it for what it was. And, again, is it anything game-changing in the Marvel Universe? No. But it's a fun action movie and fun excuse to return to the theaters or watch it, you know, at home on your, you know, cracked cell phone as, you know, you sit on the toilet and going like, oh, this is a Marvel movie. Hooray. I certainly thought it was better than Captain <laughs> Marvel for looking at, like, you know, similar movies. Eddie's look at the fart joke, by the way, was... Yeah, it was just representative, it was stinky. But uh, no, this movie will take its place in the annals of all the rest of the wow. Marvel series. Perfect you know. word to use after that, huh? Oh, oh sorry, it's different spelling. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. <sighs> so you're saying in the annals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> it'll take its rightful place amongst the rest of the Marvel movies, like it should, because it was. It's up there. It's up there with them. You would. I, I, I find do you minor, rank it higher? I'd find. I'd find if anything minor. Minor little discrepancies and yeah. things because I don't know how much I quote unquote believe when Red Guardian was rescued from that prison that he held on to Natasha hanging from the long you know rope or whatever like he's pretty damn heavy so I don't know if she could have supported him in that they didn't show a close up so of really that, so really good. really you're arguing the believability about the weight the weight and the strength of a rope or something with a big guy but yeah there's talking raccoons and trees you're willing to you know. <laughs> Hey, 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 it was the love of a dog, of a, of a, the love of her father that gave her the strength to hold him. Nice. It's family, Eddie. It's family. Familia. That's good. <sighs> Eddie, Matt, let's wrap this up and go and get a Corona. The family. <laughs> Nostrovia. So we want to say thanks again, Matt Cascone, for being a part of this episode. We appreciate it. Oh, anytime. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. How now, can Matt, we find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at Mean Streak Matt. That's mean, like angry, like the Hulk. Grr. Streak, like uh, hot streak, and Matt, my name. And then also, if you like Lego, uh, at Matt Minifigs. I've got a Black Widow post up right now. And those are the two main things you can find me on social media. The Black Widow post was really cool, and to be completely honest, like I got a kick out of seeing that. I'm like, oh, and he made her face yellow, like the old school Marvel f- or the Legos. So, how many Marvel Black Widow posters are there? That's what I have to find out next. Oh, jeez, Eddie's gonna <laughs> Eddie's gonna go pill for the uh, Times Square uh, event or signage. No, I'll go a lot local, or more local than that. Oh, yeah, so I don't know, but I would love to get some posters. I went to Midtown Comics; they were having like a giveaway for of hats, but they ran out. 
I, I did manage to get a pin set, though. Nice. You pinned that down? Yeah, hell yeah, I did. <sighs> oh, the pun pin puns. Eh, I tried. Anyway, for the Marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. I'm Matt Cascone. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Excelsior. <laughs>